She's alive. She's alive. Oh, my goodness. I feel like I have been like entombed. Is that the right word? Just, just unable to be me for the past couple of days. And it's been absolutely horrendous. Now, my eyes still have their issues. You know, I went and did my my son's taekwondo tournament, and I mooned everybody, and luckily I was wearing undies that day, and I decided not to go commando. wouldn't have been a good idea, and I don't know why. I think, well, just sometimes, you know, you want to have underwear on. It's, it's not always, you know, well, it depends on what you're going out for, I guess, would make you decide on whether to wear undies or not. But I was with my child, and undies seemed to, you know, seemed to be neck just necessary. So I'm happy that I only mooned in my skivvies, and that's okay. I mean, you know, really. <laughs> We're all born naked, right? But Lord knows, not everybody needed to see what they saw on Saturday. But then on Sunday... I spent the entire Mother's Day, I was in bed. I got up, I did a little bit of a podcast just because I do one every single day. And there's a reason to my madness. There really is. Now, right now, my eyes are kind of shutting a little bit, but I've been up for a while and I can manage. I'm going to the eye doctor today. Um, I, I know if, if you listen several, several issues back, um, I had uh, laser eye surgery done on my eyes and radiokeratotomy. And as a disc jockey, you know, that's how you get paid. You wouldn't get paid the money. They do the services on you. And then you talk about how, wow, the, they were just so wonderful. Oh, I love them. Blah, blah, blah. Don't go anywhere else. Well, with our illness, this this. Surgery on your eyes is probably not the most advisable thing to do because, well, we don't scar well. So when you're sitting there and you're looking out and you're dealing with dry eyes and then every headlight that's coming towards you looks like a starburst, it's because you have it scarred well. And my doctor looked into it, Dr. G, and he looked into amniotic membranes and would I be willing to do it? And I've done them uh, twice, once on each eye, had no problems. Well, he put one in on Friday and it's now Monday. You'll hear this tomorrow, which is Tuesday. Aren't you happy I'm alerting you to the days of the week? Then we'll be seeing the wheels on the bus go round and round shortly. But I feel like there has been an eyelash, there's been something stuck in my eye since he put it in. And normally, it's not that bad, but it just started tearing up on Friday. It just kept getting worse, and then it was all swollen on Sunday. And I couldn't get, I couldn't read my Mother's Day cards. We should have celebrated the weekend before when, you know, we thought it was Mother's Day. I could have enjoyed it. But you know, I did nothing but lie in bed. My husband would wake me up and shove a turkey sandwich in my face. And he'd make me eat. And then I'd be like, thank you. And then go right back down. And another reason for this podcast is because I'm broken. I'm not fixed. 
I'm not put together. I'm not selling you a program. I'm not selling you supplements that are going to make you better. I'm not selling you a program on how to breathe that's going to make you better. And every time you see me, my hair's not perfectly coiffed and I'm not physically fit. Look at how you want to look, but you can't even crawl out of the bed to look like. And there's nothing wrong with people that are doing that if it works for them and if their programs work for you. But so far, the people that I have connected with, not nary a one person fits in those categories that I just described. I have not run into one person that looks like they are put together and is always having a Zimban bippity bop day because of all the supplements they took and because they got up and did their morning exercises. And that's not to say that it's not working. That's not to say that these people don't have this illness, but I come to you broken as I'm trying to get fixed. So hopefully what I learn, I can share with you and we can get better together because it's not a one and done. You know, just because you change your eating habits, it's not going to change. It's not going to make you better forever with this illness. You've got good days and bad days. It's just those people that are making a buck, I guess, under this, they don't always show you their bad days. And now there are some people that I think are their hearts are in the right place. And I'm talking to a few of them and I'm learning and I want to learn about their their methodology, their, their, their reasons for, you know, what they're doing, the supplements they're doing and this, that, and the other. But so far, the only things that I have found that have worked and are actually making a difference are working on your fascia, whether you do it yourself or you have somebody else to do it which is a non-invasive, non-surgical approach. And you don't have to buy the Ashley Black tools that I use. You can get whatever you want. Those are just the ones that were introduced to me and how to make this work. They're safe. I know they won't hurt your fascia. They've now gotten a, a medical approval. So I, I know that they're, that they're safe and that they will work. You can use whatever you want. And I've even often said that a person that has the knowledge can fix you with two daggone spoons. So it's really up to you. As far as the supplements, there are so many. And I hooked up with this one nutritionist that I could get 10% off if I used all of uh, her her vitamins that she recommended through full script and I'd get 10% off because they're golly whopping expensive they are but now I'm talking to another woman and I don't want to say her name yet I've mentioned her before not in a bad way I just I want to make sure I understand the supplements she's promoting so I can can say hey yeah cool you know not that you're going to follow me on every single thing I say but The fascia, working on your fascia, is something you can do with your hands, with myofascial release. It's something somebody else can do. 
And then these postural respiration exercises. That's what I'm sticking with, postural respiration, because that's what she called it today. So I'm going to keep it with that, are honestly making a difference. So those are things that are all non-invasive, that don't cost you an arm and a leg, and you do it with yourself. <laughs> Are we good at doing things alone? Are there a lot of things we can do by ourselves? We'll just add that right there to it. But those are the things that you don't have to, you know, of course, yeah, you've got to go to a physical therapist to learn those exercises or you can look online, but you need to make sure you're doing the right ones for your body. Like I can tell you the ones I'm doing and I have, but my problem is my left side's dominant or no, non-dominant, and my right side's dominant, so I'm having to retrain my left side. But today, my right side was raising up a little bit and was showing signs of getting too tight because it's fighting my body going back into proper position. And that's something that I wouldn't have been able to tell on my own right off the bat. So I need somebody for that. And that's where the professional comes in. And fortunately, it's covered by insurance. Thank the Lord. Finally, you know, covered by insurance. I've got what I'm hoping is going to be two more last fascial remodeling appointments because they hurt like hell. They really do. They hurt to high heavens, and I despise everyone because now they're getting deeper and deeper, and they hurt. That is why I ask you to work on your fascia before it stops working for you. And different processes take different amounts of time, and it depends on how you go about it as to how you can get better. And because it's so painful, I sought out other ways to get better because not everybody can handle the pain that comes with this, this fascial remodeling. It's, it's painful. But that's why I ask you to work on your fascia. And I also come to you whether I sound drunk, whether I have much to say, if I sound like this, like I'm ready to call the 1-900 number and, and be your best friend or whatever. I don't think that's too sexy, but some people pay for it because I don't want you to feel alone. I want you to know that there's somebody else out there just like you that's suffering through it. And it doesn't matter how well I take care of my body. It doesn't how matter how matter, matter, how, <laughs> oh, I think I just popped something in my rib. Oh, it doesn't matter how many supplements I take. Sometimes that's just not going to go away. So we have to learn to kind of live with this. And I figure if you've got somebody on the other end that's putting it out there like this is how it is for me, if you have someone in your life that, for whatever reason, might not believe 
that you have a problem and that you're just making up another excuse so you don't have to do the dishes. Maybe if they hear it from a complete stranger, they'll be like, wow, okay, I guess you do have a problem. It concerns me if they're not believing you, but it almost is doubtful in our minds, isn't it? You know, am I walking this way because they're looking at me and I need them to know I'm sick? Because if I walk straight up, right up and down and don't look like I have a problem, then my family's going to think I'm okay. In your mind, do you feel like sometimes you're making yourself worse just because this is an invisible illness? Just a thought. Because I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I wonder if maybe I'm walking worse just because my my family's there and and I want them to to remember that I am sick and then I was by myself and I know that sounds stupid I know that sounds stupid but just follow me here when I started having problems and I realized that I was crawling to get to the bedroom and there was no one in sight I realized that no, I'm not faking it. Yes, I really do have a problem. And when am I going to allow myself to accept it? That's the humdinger right there. And I know on Saturday, I I didn't like the way people were looking, you know, when I was... And not that anybody was paying me much mind. And I know a lot of it was it was in my own mind. You know, it was in my own head. But I thought if I had my crutches, they'd at least just think, okay, she has an injury or something, so we won't pay her much attention. We won't be looking at... And not that I looked so youthful anyway, but sometimes... As ridiculous as it sounds, because so many people call us hypochondriacs, tell us it's not that bad, it's all mind over matter, just push through. Sometimes it's easier to have your crutches with you so people don't do much more than ask you, oh, you know, you get hurt, and I'm like, oh, you have a ski injury. <laughs> then they laugh, and you laugh, and you walk away, and you're like, whew. Let it roll off your back. Nothing to worry about. As opposed to having to explain, well, you see, I have this invisible rare genetic disorder, and it's called hypermobility Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, and sometimes it works, and sometimes I, you know, can walk this fine, and then sometimes it's killing me, and I'm not able to walk, and so sometimes it's easier just to make up these, oh, I was skiing, it's easier than explaining this illness, than trying to make somebody understand that you have this invisible illness that consumes our lives. It truly does.
I didn't want to go to physical therapy this morning. My husband didn't want me to. I can hardly see at this point in time. But I knew I needed to get to physical therapy. So I drove very carefully and I got there and I'm glad I did because I was off a little bit. And my body being off just a little bit messes me up and throws me out of whack. That's how I got this way to begin with. I never had full subluxations. I don't know about you, but just over time, you know, every time I put my legs behind my head, I was tearing my fascia a little bit, causing me some problems and, and things like that. And then when I gave birth, the weight caused my pelvis to tilt even more. And then giving birth, that weight was taken off my pelvis and my pelvis moved even more to the point that they completely subluxed. So I never experienced the subluxations that I'm now experiencing before. Now I can tell you when my pelvis has popped out because I immediately can't walk. Whereas before, it just affected me little by little. So that's why now it's so important that I get into this physical therapy and I do these exercises and I do everything I can to make it work. I've got speech therapy tomorrow and I, I need to do that because I need to get my breathing abilities back. And that's one of the most frustrating things about this illness is that we are, some of us, and, and I'm, not, I'm not speaking for all of us, and just if, if you think I'm right and you think you do this, then follow me on it here. I feel like we are in worse shape because we did not stop the minute we had our first symptom. And what I mean by that is the first symptom, like subluxing your pelvis just a little bit, but those were symptoms that you really didn't feel. Does that make sense? Like, I didn't know my pelvis was popping out a little bit every single time I, I crossed my legs or I put my legs behind my head. And when things started bothering me with my, my gait, I changed my gait. Instead of stopping and trying to find out what it was. But the thing is, a lot of doctors pushed me away. What's the big deal? You lost your big toe. Your big toe isn't important. Well, it is. It's what helps us balance. It's a very important part of us standing up straight. Well, correctly, at least. <laughs> There's a lot of ways to stand up straight. But a lot of us can manage this illness from within. We just need to be taught how. So if supplements work for you, go for it. 
And if you've got certain ones that you really like, please tell me about them. I'm, I'm always open to learning new things. I really am. But before I jump on the bandwagon and buy somebody's program and buy all of these supplements and buy their exercise program and this, that, and the other, I need to make sure that it's right for my body. And so far, I haven't found one that's right for my body. I'm finding a combination. That's why I'm doing the CPT so I can learn how, you know, the, uh, cert, the, per, the personal training certification. I'm learning that so I can learn how to move my body properly and learn my muscles a little bit better. And then I'm doing the fascia training so that I can learn how to strengthen my hips without damaging my fascia because I know that's an issue. And there's no one program out there that does that. So that's why I'm trying to create that program. And I'm creating that program for me because I know that's what my body needs. Now, if it's something that can work for you and you want to try it, then hey, more power to you. I'd love for you to. But that needs to be your issues in order for my program to work for you. And you might need something else. Uh, you, you might, you know, be like, they say there's nothing that can increase our collagen, but I drink vital proteins every day if I remember. I try to. I try very hard to make sure I put it in my water. That Miralex every day. But they say that, you know, that's good for, you know, your body. So I'm trying that. And then I'm going to try these supplements, perhaps, that Dr. Swaydan has suggested uh, to, I guess, reverse the laxity that the relaxing hormone increased when I was pregnant, you know, I, I, I just, I just don't know. There's so many things out there, but I don't want to be taking 10 or 15 supplements a day. My mind and my budget can only handle, but so much. So if you have something out there that's working for you, maybe it's Pilates, then go for it. Keep going. Unfortunately for me, it wasn't the answer. Sadly, I am at uh, baby steps when it comes to exercises. I'm, I'm having to learn how to breathe. And that's kind of sad. 53, and I'm having to learn how to breathe because all of those exercises and all that money was a waste of time. It helped me learn what I wasn't supposed to do. So I, I'm going to just chalk it up to a learning experience. And I'm going to look at the fact that because I think we can hit the majority of what I need to for this, this, especially during this next fascial remodeling session, I like to think I might be able to cancel the next one because I've only got two more scheduled and I've gone to every other week and I really think if I can get her just to get these 
then I can be working on my fascia on my own for the rest of the other time and only need her for maintenance or emergency issues. And now that I've got a physical therapist that's helping me with my breathing and helping me learn how to walk again, that's where I'm ready to focus. I could do that with all these fascial adhesions in the way. So before you buy into all of these programs, before you get disgruntled because they just don't work the way you want them to, because that was part of my problem. I tried a lot of these programs. Like I said, I don't argue a point if I haven't read up on it. If I'm going to argue you uh, in, a, in a debate, I'm prepared. And when it comes to all of these fascia things, I've tried just about every one I could legally get my hands on. <laughs> and as far as supplements, everything, I've gone down this path so I can share with you, you have got to make the judgment call. Don't be pressured into trying anything unless you think it's the program for you. Everybody with this illness is different. And thank you, Debbie. I sincerely appreciate your message. I tell you, we could open up a 1-900 number on our bad days. I'd be real happy to the money. We've got to be able to make money off this illness somehow, right? <laughs> but I thank you all so much for your messages. And I will be responding. I just have had an off two days. Uh, well, I've had a lot of off days. But I mean, I just visually, I couldn't read squat. And I was only waking up yesterday just to have food shoved down my mouth and you know now I feel like I'm back to the land of the living and I'm ready to stay focused and incorporate what I know is working for me no matter how good you are there has to probably have a few down days following. We're not fixed with this illness. We can only improve upon the down days. There is no miracle exercise. There is no miracle pill. That's that's kind of what I want you to take away from this. There is no fix. There's acceptance, which I believe is probably a good 50% of this illness. Acceptance. And then you've got to add simple things that people don't think about. Holding your body properly, walking properly, doing things that people take for granted every day properly. You know, when you brush your teeth, are you leaning forward? Is your neck pulling forward? 
when you're doing your postural exercises, is your neck trying to do all the work? Up, oh, that's the load of laundry. Time for me to fold a load of clothes before I go to my eye appointment. When you're picking up laundry, is the weight in such a way that you're not hurting your body? Are you eating properly? You know, there's a lot in that other 50%, but I'm telling you, in my heart, in my mind, 50% is the acceptance. And it's really, really hard to accept that you are not the person that you used to be. But that's okay. Because together, we're going to learn how to accept it. It's taken me a long time and I still question it. But I realize it now. And that's thanks to you listening and tuning in every day. That's my medication. And hearing from you makes it that much better for me. And I hope you tuning in helps you just a little bit. Draw up your own chart and figure out what it is you need to make this illness easier for you to manage. And I'm serious. I did it. 50% for me is acceptance. Without the acceptance, there wasn't any point in me worrying about anything else. And then I've got 10% fascia, 20% exercising, 10% accepting what I cannot do, and the other 10% being able to ask for help. I hope that added up to 100% because I wasn't counting. <laughs> But there you have it. Draw up your little chart. Figure out what works the best for you. Don't just jump on the train because there is no fix-it train for us. It's within you to learn how to manage this and to get through it. And I like to think together as AWOL zebras, we're doing just that. Christy Lynn Hanshi, AWOL Zebra, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it every day. And by the way, have a lovely day.